Hey guys, welcome back to the We Love God podcast. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Anchor. Um, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain about it. It's free, first of all. There's a creation tool right into the app that allows you to record and edit the podcast from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, including sponsors such as Anchor and other outside companies. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Without further ado, this is today's episode. Who wants to start off? All right. uh, What's going on, boys and girls? My name is uh, Harrison. Uh, I am now currently a minarchist, but it's been a long journey. Um, Basically, I started off, I was that kid at your high school or middle school that thought Trump was pretty funny with all the dumb things he said. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's who I would vote for if I could. Um, just scouting his rhetoric, talking about the wall, ICE, Mexicans illegally crossing the border, all that stuff. Um, but it kind of all shifted around the time that he started talking about the Las Vegas shooting and trying to get rid of bump stocks. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. If he's a 2A president, why is he getting rid of weapons and weapon accessories, that kind of stuff? Um, and so I kind of just went from there. Eventually, I found probably the most famous person in the community, Whiskey and Rebellion, um, and the stuff that he was posting about. And I followed him and more and more kind of just thought, oh, a lot of what he's saying actually makes a lot more sense than any other politician that I've ever heard. Um, and then eventually, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a libertarian. Um, I think to a certain extent. There needs to be a government. Maybe if all they do is a little bit of national defense, like if we're actually attacked on the United States, don't go to Middle East and uh, attack other countries. And um, courts, so that way if someone violates the NAP, they get the right punishment for that. Um, No cops. Uh, And then eventually I met all these fellow members of the libertarian community through a libertarian renegade snapchat group chats and been going pretty good since then so it's about all i got anyone got any questions um yeah uh first off i'd like to introduce myself i'm uh davin i'm pretty much the same story as harrison but uh as far as your beliefs harrison um have you always been more so libertarian leaning even i know you talked about having the but has that have you always um, been more of a small government republican or more of a uh you know in how would you say that i guess legislating morality like a lot of uh big government republicans like to do i think there were i think there were certain aspects that i would argue i had that were small government but again i was 15 16 17 so i didn't really know a lot of what was going on um for the longest time i thought the patriot act was okay and then i started realizing what it actually was um i thought restricting certain weapons from certain people was okay um but there were other things that i had always been pretty libertarian about like i'd always thought that drugs shouldn't be illegal at the minimum they should be decriminalized so it kind of just depends on the topic right 
So I have yeah, I have a bit of a question. So would you get your information from social media, or would you like read the actual articles from the government, like the laws that they put in? It most everything started from social media influence, but uh, I've grown to reach out, not reach out, but look at other media sources and try to get the most information that I can. I'm not the guy that sits in his basement, keyboard warrior style, and only reads libertarian memes. I'll go read other news sources, figure out what the left is talking about, figure out what the right is talking about, um, and kind of just get information from all over the compass. Oh, cool. All right, that's all I had. (laughs) Anybody else have any questions Um, for Harrison? Maybe we should uh, explain the map. A little bit. Uh, well, I mean, oh, if, you're, if you're listening, yeah. yeah, you probably know what the nap is, but either way. Nap yeah. is non-aggression principle. Basically, to me, it boils down to don't murder, don't rape, don't steal, and don't assault. Obviously, there's probably going to be some nuances, especially when it comes down to stealing, because that could be either physical theft or, like, fraud, something <laughs> like that. But that's kind of what it boils down to. Yeah, sounds good, man. That's good. Uh, is that all you got? You got anything you'd yeah. like to add? For now, I reckon I'll take the the talking stick. Um, like I said <laughs> earlier, my name's Devin. Um, somewhat of the same uh, origin story as Harrison. I, uh, you know, growing up in a, I guess you could say a hippie family, if that's even a word for a, you know down south family we weren't real political you know parents never talked about politics anything like that but uh of course growing up in the south you were around a lot of uh hardcore republicans especially the rural school i went to so once you know i got up to the age where i could see what was going on it was you just drilled into you that uh you know republicans loved freedom democrats hated everything you loved you know they wanted to of course, take your guns and, uh, oh, goodness, what was it? You know, drug addicts and giving free money away. And I didn't understand all that, but I thought it was bad. So I was, you know, I guess you could say a Republican. I didn't follow it very much. But, uh, but I, you know, I was the old, oh, I don't believe gays should be married. I believe drugs should be legal. And I somewhat followed that belief till, uh, oh, goodness, it's been some years I reckon about my senior, junior high school when a very close family member of mine came out as gay. And I was upset, you know, as awful as it sounds now. I just didn't understand how they could do that. But, you know, a little bit of self-reflection and thinking to myself, like, well, why can't I be mad at them? That's just what they want to do. So it kind of, that really pushed me down a a libertarian philosophy, um, just wanting everybody to be happy and to kind of make their own decisions. And then, yeah, I did vote for Trump in a 16, regrettably. I, uh, I you know, <laughs> let the media convince me that that was the only hope. As much as I, I didn't agree with the stuff that he did, I, I voted for the lesser of two evils like an idiot and uh, <laughs> marked that R in the ballot box that year. Um, but, I, you know, as soon as he was in office and I saw the stuff he was doing, I was very disappointed. Um, almost to the point where, to where I 
think it might have been better if Hillary would have been elected because at least then people would stand up for their rights. Um, but as uh, like Harrison said, I was on social media and uh, came across a post by uh, Whiskey and Rebellion and just dove right into it head first. And uh, the OG. Yeah, no, he, he's he's uh, not with us anymore. But he had a lot of a uh, lot of good posts. He was very good at opening up the philosophy to uh, somebody who was foreign to it. Because I had no idea what the Libertarian Party was. You know, I thought there was only two parties. Uh, but of course, that evolved into, uh, of course, finding Libertarian Renegades chat and getting in his snap groups and uh, meeting these people. And I guess now I'm here as a, uh, I guess you could say, a minarchist, maybe. I mean, I don't know the exact definitions. I just know, I just want everybody to be happy. I don't want people to be forced to do anything. I just want to live my life peacefully, you know. I don't want to be forced to go die overseas and some oil war, but I also don't want somebody to, you know, kids to go hungry because they're forced to work a you know, non-end job and pay 25% in taxes. You know, I just want everybody to succeed. So whatever that political opinion is. Yeah. So if anybody has any questions. Well, I thought that was just... I don't know. I thought it was a good point to bring up about the um, media making you think that you either had to vote for Trump or Hillary. Yeah. You know, I think that's the reason Trump got elected was because people like, you know, us, people that used to support Trump, because we literally thought, you know, oh, this is our two-way guy and this is all we have, or it's Hillary Clinton. But like you said, another good point I think you brought up was um, how you'd rather have Hillary because then at least people would straight up realize, okay, it's time to stand up for our rights. With Trump, you have all these people that, like, keep turning a blind eye. You know, like, you go on uh, Trump's Instagram, everyone's just sucking him off. Because they, they believe the lies. And like you said, with Hillary, it would have just been straight up, fuck you, like, you're coming after us, we're coming after you kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, I guess you could call them fair weather patriots, have kind of laid down oh, yeah. and just kind of taken it because he's got an R beside his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you look in the past, a lot of uh, unconstitutional bills have been pushed by Republican presidents or Republican-held houses and Senate. Uh, you Patriot look at the Patriot Act. Act of course, the 94 uh, crime bill or the 94 assault weapons ban that was, yep. of course, pushed yeah. by uh, Democrats, but and the NRA, um, yeah, yeah, the NRA did back that too. But, um, goodness, you look at the 86, uh, 86 gun owners, what was that? What was that gun owners protection? NFA. Act? No, yeah, the NFA, NFA, NFA was 1934, but um, the 86 Hughes amendment was. The whole bill was, uh, of course, backed by the NRA and backed by a, a Republican president. Yeah, um, I made uh, full autos illegal, right? Uh, well, the 1934 NFA Act made that illegal. I thought uh, 80, was 86 eight. was the, uh, it had a lot of uh, pro-gun stuff in it, per se. But a, uh, oh goodness, New Jersey Democratic, Repub- or, uh, Democratic rep, or somewhere up there in the Northeast, uh, pushed in the Hughes Amendment, which is what banned the uh, sale to civilians of any NFA models, you know, or machine guns, not just NFA weapons. Yeah, you can okay. buy 
after 1986. Just machine guns, not NFA items in general. But so you're that telling was that, me uh, yeah. if I get something in 1985, then I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You have but to register it has to be before it, 1986. Yeah. Oh. And you can't. They're they don't make so pretty much any machine gun that was made like as a machine gun, like not converted or anything. They were all made before '86. Anything after that, illegal. And you have to any like full auto gun that wasn't registered before '86 was technically had to be destroyed and was like a illegal firearm. Well, no, it um, it 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 goes into post sample. So if you have like a like a FFL Type Seven SOT, then you can actually have post samples. Like um, I'm sure you've all seen it. Like these. Gun manufacturers, they're able to manufacture machine guns because they have the licensing to manufacture post-1986 machine guns. Yeah, another thing that's about the, what you're saying about having licensing about that is, um, not to get like off topic more, but even, so let's say you lose your business, like you're a, a firearms, you sell firearms. Mm-hmm. If you lose your business, they're going to come take all your any full auto like NFA item that's like you said talking about converting them to full auto, they'll take them back. Like you don't get to. It's not like, oh, you get to keep it. Like, right when you lose that business, that license, like it's gone. Yeah, no, you don't own them. You're actual FFL. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Little little off topic. Yeah, <laughs> but you know. Important. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have to say about my um. My political beliefs, you know, there's many. I guess I agree in the, the nap is really my guiding beacon. Yeah. Just don't hurt people, you know? Yeah. And, Devin, there were a couple things that you also touched on that I didn't like, the gay rights stuff. And that was a lot of my opinions were very similar to that, too. And it could just be we were both, my family didn't talk about politics either. Everything I got was I want to be different than my 10th grade English teacher because I hated him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, English teachers. Yeah, mine was a history teacher, which looking back, he was a very, very libertarian leaning. And me being an idiot 16-year-old, I was like, man, that's not going to work. You need to vote Republican. Looking back now, I feel like an idiot. I should have been nicer to him. He's uh, definitely wiser than I. That's rare to find with teachers, too, though, sometimes. Especially well, in, like, I, I graduated with, like, 26 people. Yeah, there you go. So, Tim, that's a small-ass graduating class. Yeah. <laughs> and we were bigger than the... Okay, the class before us was, like, 30-something, but the class before that was, like, 16. Wait, is it because they're not... You go to, a, like, a lower... Like, not very, you know, kids aren't as smart or just not very many kids? No, I went to a, a small private school. Uh, okay, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, you get down in the middle of nowhere in Georgia, you get schools <laughs> that small. Yeah, no, South Georgia, they're, uh, the public schools aren't that great. You know, it's another failed aspect of our government. I was going to say, public um, schools, big failure. Yeah, so it's either... Uh, Send your kids to private school or, uh, you know, take your chances in public school. Yeah. And, of course, they're not expensive down here like they are in North Georgia. They're, they're very <laughs> you're dropping, priced. 
35k a year to go to Marist. If any of y'all know where that is, yeah, no, drastically less than that. So, but uh, who do we have up next here? Uh, Ghost, I think. Yes, sir. Uh, so my name's Ben. Um, I'm from California originally, so I, I grew up in a heavily uh, left-wing state. And my dad was uh, still is a licensed minister, but um, my family, when they registered to vote, would always register independent um, ever since the Iraq War with George Bush. So they would register independent, but they would always vote Republican because the Democrats were constantly wanting to raise taxes and it got more and more expensive eventually it pushed us out of california and we had to move to georgia and um i never really considered myself to be a full-fledged republican uh there was originally when trump first announced he was running it was um i don't really i didn't really uh i don't really fuck with it like that you know i I didn't, uh, I, I actually had a shirt. I'm pretty sure I still have a shirt of, um, Donald Trump's hair flipped to the side and it says <laughs> Donald Trump 2016, there will be hell to pay. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, that, that shit's real though. It's, it's not to pay, but my dad voted for the, uh, for Trump during the 2016 election. I was too young to vote at the time. Um, I guess his his first year I uh, I supported him. His second year I got kind of iffy, and then it was in between the second year and the third year, where it was I believe it was around where the abortion laws were starting to come up in Alabama and Arkansas and Georgia and all that. Ooh, yeah, that was and, about uh, this time last year. That's yeah. um, oh yeah, but um. After that, I was like, okay, you know, I don't really, I don't really support him that much anymore. But, uh, I, I never really, even when I did support him, I never really considered myself to be a full-fledged Republican. I always considered myself to be an independent or an independent conservative. And it was, uh, up until, I'd say, August or so of 2019, where, um... Because I just I didn't agree with both of the parties. I didn't like what the Democrats were pushing. I didn't like what the Republicans were pushing. Pushing, although I was more right leaning, um, and I was uh, I had heard of the Libertarian movement, and I didn't really research it that much until about August of 2019, and then it was a uh, I believe it was a around August, it was uh, a conservative Instagram page and um, they had linked to uh, a post by Redcoats and Rebellion. Um, and, because I at the time I had never heard of, in fact, I never heard of uh, Whiskey Rebellion until he got red flagged. Um, so I, I kind of, I, I liked a lot of the stuff that Redcoats and Rebellion posted. So I followed more accounts and uh, basically started learning more. And as as I learned more, I really you know like I've most of this stuff I've already you know always been supporting. 
I've all, I've already always been supporting this. And um, I guess I, I kind of made the leap from an independent conservative to a, a libertarian around uh, August of last year. And that's uh, eventually found a libertarian renegades group chat dealings where he migrated everybody to their state's correct uh, libertarian group chats. And I've, I gotta say, I've, I've had a lot of fun, you know, as, as someone who's relatively new to the, the libertarian movement, uh, I have a lot of fun in the libertarian group chat with the memes that everybody posts. But, uh, so I, I, I'm bordering somewhere between minarchist and anarchist. It's, it's, uh, I, I can see the benefits and the uh, the degradations in in both uh, both ideologies, but I I would say I'm bordering between monarchy and anarchy. So, if there's any questions, ask away. Uh, yeah, I, I do have a question about uh, yeah. man, you've grown up in California. Oh. Um, Man, that's uh, that's actually where my mother's from. She grew up in California too, and uh, I do see it in her. She's uh, definitely more—I wouldn't say left-leaning, but uh, more socially left-leaning. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, from hearing you talk, I see you lean a little bit that way too. Um, I'm and... sure that had a huge that socially left, you know, as far as uh, people's rights to choose. Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, I assume that had a huge impact on it. I wouldn't say it had much of an impact. Most of my friends in California wanted to vote for Hillary Clinton, and mm-hmm. that that pushed me even more towards somewhat supporting Donald Trump. <laughs> um, I'm actually I'm I'm aspiring to be an author and journalist, and uh, I'm actually currently in the middle of writing a book about the Clintons. Mm. So. Watch your back. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you get that uh, heavy bias even in Atlanta. Being from North Atlanta, I'd say probably about 90% of my friends were all Hillary or Bernie guys back in 16. And I always oh, caught a bunch of flack. And I still get a bunch of flack from them, but for different reasons now. Yeah. Um, feel that. Yeah. Any other questions? No, 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 I think that's it. Uh, what was it like uh, being in a family that owns guns in California? Um, so that was somewhat of the reason why we decided to finally leave is because they were talking about banning uh, assault rifles and AR-15s, and their gun laws had just gotten way too strict. Uh, I do believe actually the uh, the first gun control bill in California was passed by Republican President Ronald Reagan. Probably, and and it was uh it was to limit um open carrying and and stuff like that, and that paved the way for Lyndon B. Johnson to pass uh federal legislation for gun control. But growing up in California, it was um. With guns, it was, uh, I remember going to, uh, Big Five one day. I don't know if those are still around, but they sold a lot of guns there. And my dad, I remember watching my dad buy, uh, I think it was his AR-15. 
and the amount of paperwork, like standing there for three hours straight signing paperwork, and then you don't even get to get your gun. You have to wait a couple weeks for it to come in mail. It was, uh, I, I mean, even in California, I had always supported gun rights and, you know, all, all that stuff. But it was, it was something where we were just more on edge that we didn't want to become felons, so we left, you know. Uh, and that wasn't really the main reason why we left. The main reason was because um, they were raising the minimum wage. So basically, my dad worked for a insurance company. And when we raised the minimum rate wage, uh, that basically made all the prices of gas and food and everything like that go up because, you know, all the kids working at Taco Bell now had a $15 wage, but my dad's salary didn't go up because he wasn't making minimum wage. So everything was getting more and more expensive and my dad was making the same amount of money. So it got to the point where we had to file for bankruptcy and we were, I believe on the brink of doing it uh, again, a second time. And we just, we decided, okay, we need to get out of here. Yeah. Oh, so that's tough. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up though, to think about like, like, the government can literally uproot someone's an, an entire family if you think about it. Like, yeah, we, we know that you've uh, been living here forever and you've you got a family here, but fuck you. We're going to destroy your life and make you leave it's, states because it's just terrible, honestly. It's the, it, California is the state of the rich and the poor. You're either, I was literally thinking that, too. You're, That's, you're, either, yeah. you're either rich yeah. and you can afford living there, or you're poor and you're mooching off the rich. Because like you, you said... I, about your dad, you know, he can't, he's not making any more money, but the people working at Taco Bell are. That was, yeah. I thought that was a good point. And, um, grow, I didn't grow up in a good neighborhood. So I grew up, most of my friends I were on welfare, food stamps, and all that. And, and my dad was making too much to qualify for welfare. Um, it, I think he was literally just over the one thousand or two thousand dollar mark for qualifying for welfare. Oh, so wow. it's like it's like we we couldn't have even qualified for food stamps. We could have literally gone you know homeless if if the prices were continually rising, and we wouldn't have been able to qualify for welfare. We had to get out. Well, here you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been one hell of a journey. I was gonna say. <laughs> Um, Glad you made it out of the uh, commie state of California. Yeah, yes. For real. Yeah, it's a good thing you made it out of the uh, socialist state of yeah, the socialist party of California, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, California. Yeah, George yeah. is uh, just a little bit better for the middle. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, until you get into like, until you get in, like that Ben area, and then they're asking, they're like three hundred k for an apartment. And you're like, really? Come on now, buddy. Yeah, I've been seeing up to fucking almost 500k today. I saw on fucking uh, what's it called Zillow. I just saw an apartment 500k. It wasn't even that nice. I'm like Jesus. What the hell? Yeah. You should, dude. Out in Alpharetta, townhouses million plus. Yeah. Million plus for Alpharetta. I mean, yeah, I've seen townhouses like that. Um, Crazy. There's Mm. Sandy Springs is Mm -hmm. like one of the one of the first like cities towns to like start getting a lot of this and there's 
there's houses I've seen that I remember the original ones getting torn down and they're all rebuilt yeah. up now and they're selling for like a couple million. It what all started around Sandy Springs Buckhead and just spread out. Yeah, yeah whole, I think like, it started in Buckhead. Thing, gentrification, yeah. I'm still somewhat new to Georgia, so I, I don't know all the all yeah. the places. <laughs> I, I we moved here um on Halloween night of twenty seventeen we left and oh, we so drove fresh. Yeah, wow. we, we drove here and then got here November fourth of twenty seventeen. Wow. Okay. So I'm still I'm still somewhat new to the area. Welcome to Georgia. <laughs> well, Thank there's you. a running it's, joke it's, about uh Buckhead moms, so it's yeah. very oh. green. I don't I don't like the greenness. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I grew up in the city, so Oh. Well move down to fucking Bankhead. If nobody has any further questions, I think we should move on to the next um yeah. person. Okay. So that's me. Um my name's Jack. I'm originally from Indiana, actually. <laughs> I'm I'm also new to Georgia. Um this this month is my one year in this house. Um I've been here since January last year. So my political views were kind of um influenced by a couple different areas as my parents are split and my dad is like super libertarian, but he always he always said that he was independent. And that was so people just like didn't know really. But every day there's always Fox on. Fox News is always on. Always on. Every morning. And over my mom's house we just didn't really didn't really do that. We just kinda not really we didn't we didn't mention the news really. Cause we didn't see a point of bringing that in because oftentimes it would just lead to arguments. Um, so I went to school with kind of like that following in their footsteps for a little bit where I would hear something on the news and just share it with other people that wanted to know what was happening or just like, think of a statistic off the top of my head and just, like, share it, even if it wasn't true. And then say it was. And, like, honestly, I don't know why I did that. I was in, like, second grade, fifth grade. Um, but if I saw something similar to it, I would just share it on out there to the world. And, I mean, I don't really know what that would fall under, but really, I think that until about sixth grade, I didn't really classify myself as anything. But then, uh, I started identifying as a Republican then. And leading up into high school, I was noticing some of the problems, I would say, that's happening with um, Trump. And I started to realize what was really going on there. And I, Originally, I thought that uh, the way that he was a businessman and not a politician would end up being better. Because he already knew how to run a business. Maybe he could run the government the same way. And then um, as I was researching more, I was realizing that his companies have gone bankrupt. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wonder what he's going to do to the government then. And sure enough, here we are making unconstitutional laws and just things that I don't personally agree with. 
um, like the bump stock ban was another big one. And then for sure that abortion thing, uh, that's when I started noticing um, how while I was considered a Republican, I was honestly, I hate to admit it, but I'm going to, um, I was a little bit homophobic. I didn't really understand that and I didn't really approve of it. But then um, I I knew a couple people that were identifying in the LGBT community and I was talking to them and I realized I was like, they're literally just people. They're nothing that we should be mad about or annoyed about or an inconvenience. So just, they're trying to live their life. And since, since doing that and thinking in that way, I think it's, I've, I've developed more as a person to that. And they've shown me some of the other things that have happened in their lives so I can help better myself to not make them feel like they're less of a human being. Um, because oftentimes from my conversations with them, like that's how they feel is because people treat them like trash. And I just think that everybody should be treated the same. Now I consider myself an ANCAP, um, but that's, I, I don't agree with having like even a small government. I think that people should lead like by themselves kind of like if you want to lead them, lead, like do it, do what you want to make yourself successful. Um, as long as, I mean, I agree with the NAP, of course, um, as long as you're not going to sit there and go and beat somebody up because they disagree with you, then I don't really have a problem with you. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. If anybody has any questions, I kind of went off on a little bit of a rant there, but. <laughs> No, no, I, uh, yeah, I think you're pretty much in line with everybody here. Yeah. Uh, oh, goodness, yeah. it sounds like I've <laughs> heard my life three times now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That bump stock ban really made all of us mad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I didn't even want to bump stock until then. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I do need to bump stock. <laughs> it made some of the boomers mad, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Boomers, their biggest argument against bomb stocks was, well, it's not even practical. Like, okay, that's still not a reason to get rid of it and turn people into felons, but okay. Yeah, no. my my grandfather uh, supports Donald Trump, and he didn't even agree with the bump stock ban. It it kind of pissed him off. You know, it, it it's hard. You get not all boomers are, are boomers at heart, but yeah. God, it is hard to find ones like that. It is very hard. You know, too I'm, used to authority. I think if you press them on their actual beliefs, uh, yeah. the majority of them, of course, you've got your actual Republicans, just like you've got your actual Democrats. Yeah. I think, and what has been my experience is uh, if you actually press somebody on what their beliefs are, a lot more people align more so with a libertarian or centrist belief. Uh, but m the majority of people see it as a no-win situation, they say. Oh, yeah. you know, you, you can't win as a Republican or as a a libertarian or an independent candidate. So we yeah. just need to vote for a Republican oh, because yeah. I, I care about, you know, uh, constitutional rights more so than I care about, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, whatever yeah. social, whatever social problems they hold on to, too, you know?
Yeah, I think that's yeah. where I had a problem because I went from being a Republican to a constitutionalist and then monarchist and then now an ANCAP. I feel like that's everybody's journey at some point when you like really go deep into libertarianism is yeah. start out uh, as a constitutionalist and then you move on to a minarchist and then an anarchist and then you need to choose your flavor of anarchism. Yeah. Yeah. And ANCOMs are stinky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. the most common thought process. Yeah, it's definitely a good, uh, if, you're, if you're freedom orientated, any sort of anarchy, you know, ANCAP, whatever the other flavor of the month is. I know there's a million of them. Logically, and um, it makes the most sense if you're freedom-minded, but just seeing how people are, the majority of people are good. The vast majority of people are good. But you've always got these bad apples, and unfortunately, some of the times, these bad apples are very charismatic also. Mm -hmm. And you just get to a point to where they're, they're taking advantage of people who don't have the fortitude or the just the ability to take care of themselves. Oh, yeah. um, I, you know, I'd hate to put a, a label on anything I am because I'm a, I'm a person foremost. I don't yeah. align to any... I'm not going to align myself to some rigid political ideology because I, I believe a lot of things. But uh, I, I just... Ideally, I would love it to be a completely voluntary society. Realistically, I would very much like to see us move towards a localized government scheme. I mean, there, there's still going to be um, abuses like, of power. But yeah. I think it will be, if it's localized, you've got a much greater opportunity to fix the problems in your area as opposed to the seemingly impossible task of changing the federal <clears throat> government. So and the wise of... My, my my take on like minarchy versus anarchy is I, I think there should be some form of a localized government that one can opt in and out of. So yeah. if if you wanna be full on anarchy, then you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you go right ahead. But if you want this localized government, you you know, you wanna participate in, in welfare and, and you know, you do need help then you should be able to opt in to pay taxes and live under the rule of said government if you acknowledge the rules of those governments before you opt in. That's pretty... I, I like that. Uh, that. That makes sense. Can we send all the anarchists yeah. to Texas, please? What? <laughs> all anarchists go to Texas. Uh, I'm yeah. i right now. Stay yeah. over the entire state. but yeah Ben that's kind of that's why I consider myself a minarchist because that's what I'd say like the government should be like you should be able to opt into it and me personally they're if it's set up the right way where it's basically only funding the courts and maybe a bit of national defense then that would be a government I would opt into not the overbloated government that we have today controlling the lives of 350 million people yeah 
Yeah, and you know it's hard to look back and pinpoint a um a point to where it turned bad. Um, I guess you could look back towards the Civil War. Um, there was a lot of unconstitutional laws passed during the Civil War. I mean, I'm, I'm not arguing which side was right or wrong, but uh, just some of the laws that were passed were very authoritarian. Yeah. But you, I mean, you know, where, where do you want to say it went wrong? Do you want to say it? You know, as soon as the Constitution was signed? I think it was just really multiple points of people just kind of just turning their back, being like, oh, well, it's just one thing. It's, it's just one thing. It's just one thing. And then it all adds up. And then we're, now we're here. Trump's president. The country's fucking in hiding trillions of dollars of debt. Police, military state. Everyone's going to jail. Just shithole. Yeah, it yeah. is definitely a mess right now. And thankfully, it seems like a lot of people are waking up with this whole, um, you know, lockdown. Um, thankfully, of course, you've still got your, your Karen screaming for a you know, nationwide lockdown, bring the National Guard in. But those are seeming to be fewer and fewer in between. Oh, yeah. At least and all the people snitching. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're about to pop some people out. We're about forty-two minutes in, Grayson. You wanna you wanna make your introduction? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm Grayson. Uh, pretty much, I've been into politics like a lot earlier than most people were. Honestly, probably like an unhealthy amount. Like I was like listening to the radio, like talk radio at like fucking in fifth grade, pretty much, just because like I thought it was entertaining. Nice. And um, started out as Republican. Parents were Republican you know, pro-gun family, military people in my family, stuff like that. So I, I kind of grew up with the idea that, like, not all government is good. Because, like like I said, you know, I've had, I have a lot of, like, self-made people, like, working people in my family. So, you know, but it was always like, a well, at the end of the day, the government's, like, good. You know, like, the United States is good. Like, going to war for what we're going to war for is good kind of thing. And I kind of believed it. And then... 2016 elections coming up. I kind of liked Trump from the beginning because I thought he was the outsider. You know, I started getting into it a lot. You know, uh, I was on Reddit a lot and I was really into it. And I kind of believed the whole lie of like, you know, oh yeah, this is, you know, the young people for Trump. You know, we're going to come in, we're going to change the country, we're going to make it better, more freedom, you know, Second Amendment's going to be protected. I fell for the lie and I really got into it. And then I, you know, high school, I'm 10th grade, and I'm starting to realize, like, holy shit, like, I just got played, like, really bad. And it honestly, it pissed me off, because I was like, I felt like I was talking to idiots whenever I talked to people I used to be friends with that were Trump supporters, like, online. It was like, okay, well, like, I started questioning things more, and I immediately would be shut down. You know, uh, go to the Donald, for example, on Reddit. You know, it's just a, it's a cesspool, and I used to be part of that. And then I started realizing, like, okay, like, a lot of these Trump supporters are really dumb. They're really, really dumb. They're very close-minded. He's not very pro-liberty. So then I started getting on, you know, Instagram and, uh, you know, Reason TV on YouTube. Started watching mm -hmm. those kind of videos. Right. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I kind of got into InfoWars a little bit. <laughs> I know that's a little, that's pretty far. So that's hard frogs, okay? Yeah, I didn't get that far, but I did like the whole thing of like he's been consistently like anti-police, anti, you know, world government, all that. 
and it kind of opened me up to conspiracy theories. So I try to go into that direction a little bit more than like political, but I went with like the, you know, okay, there's definitely a group of people that want to control the world. There's clear evidence that, you know, the second amendment is there to protect against government and the world government and that people are clearly going for it. And it kind of scared me a little bit. So I was like, all right, like I'm going to get into it, find the facts. Cause I started to want to know like, what's the truth, you know, like, because I started realizing all these lies you've been told over over time, you know, in school and all that. And then I'm trying to think who I followed on Instagram first. It wasn't whiskey though, because I was I was part of it before, like whiskey was like huge. Um, I think I started following Trish Conk. You guys know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I met him in Washington. Oh, really? That's pretty lucky cool, bastard. Huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Um, so I started following him and. Uh, just a few more of those accounts, and like I thought the memes were really funny, and uh, I started like watching more. Of, you know, I used to be kind of, not pro police, but like I would side with police. And then I started realizing how fucked up it was to like <clears throat> justify a lot of the things they do because I experienced some things with the police myself, where I was like, "This is not right." Like, you know, there's people out there that are actually doing things wrong that are not getting dealt with. I started seeing just like little things. And then come 11th grade, I'm, like, borderline, like, full-blown, like, anarchist, kind of. And then now I'm here. I'm pretty much an ANCAP now. You know, I've seen all these videos about, you know, just corruption in the government, police pretty much just creating this narrative that they're the victim, even though they're not. And they use that to, you know, get into everyone's life and just, you know, literally you see videos, they're shooting people's dogs, you know, Duncan Lamp shot through the window. Like, I started realizing we're living in a fucking state where you can't even go to sleep at night without having to worry about, you know, you say the wrong thing online, next thing you know, government's at your door. Hey, we're here to kill your dog and your family. You know what I mean? So I kind of stemmed from there, like just believing that people should be allowed to do what they want as long as they don't bother anybody and no one has the right to tell someone else what to do unless it affects them. And like, I never understood, like I've always been pro gun, like always, I never understood like, you know, what's the problem with guns? Because in my mind, it's all about, you know, it's there to protect you from harm and the government, you know, people always go, you know, it's for hunting. I always thought that was stupid, you know, and then I realized, you know, the only way to, like, really, like, back my beliefs was to just, you know, go full ANCAP. Because Republicans, you know, they always fucking bend over at the end, you know. I was just getting tired of the two-party system. And then just things like that, just slowly awakening to this point. And now I'm here on a podcast. So <laughs> pretty much it, really, I guess. Without getting into, like everything but yeah and then also just like having some friends that like were similar views but then realizing that they didn't really know what they're talking about so it made me kind of like want to find people that knew what they were talking about and then like found that finding that through like instagram reddit you know people like you know from the liberty community and then i just kind of like learned more things talked to more people thought about things more it's really about having an open mind in my opinion that's how i got here just opening my mind up, finally saying, okay, maybe I was wrong my whole life. Maybe my parents were wrong. You know, maybe the government really doesn't care about you. I think once you do that, you'll, you'll pretty much get here. Because in my mind, there's no other, there's not really another way 
I mean, you can do whatever you want, but just in my opinion. Yeah. So you you mentioned earlier um, conspiracies, and I I would like to just ask if we can acknowledge that there are a f- some very few uh, conspiracies even going around the the libertarian community. I feel some people have uh, a libertarian bias to the point where it's it's redundant. It's it's completely asinine. I, I'm talking about like the like the five G conspiracies. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god! You know yeah, I don't. Even, I think those are like distractions, low key. Like because there's so many conspiracies that are legit, and then you ha- you have these weird ones where it's like, oh five G or yeah. you know there's that one where like there's Trump supporters that think that Trump created coronavirus to kill off pedophiles. I don't know if you heard about that, but that's actually uh, a thing. Whoa, what? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> never heard of that. Yeah, I forgot what they call themselves, but there is literally a group of Trump supporters who think Trump created coronavirus to kill off pedophiles. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little out there. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm sure y'all have heard me say this before about my views about conspiracy theories. Um, as far as I go with them, yeah, I know there are a lot of them that are true. Um, but how I like to kind of pick and choose mine are if, if it can be explained just by people being stupid, then that's usually what I attribute it to. If it can be explained by ignorance, then I attribute it to ignorance. Yeah. yeah. The, so. the way that I usually go with, uh, with um, most beliefs in general, not just political, but we'll, we'll keep it political for now since this is a political podcast, is... Uh, I, I'm I'm big into philosophy, right? So the the Hitchens razor fallacy is if a claim can be asserted without evidence, it can automatically be dismissed without evidence. And that's that's how I take a lot of these conspiracies is if if you're gonna be claiming you know five G is killing us all or or somehow harming us in some way, you better have some damn good evidence. Yeah. Or you can simply dismiss it without evidence. Yeah. Well, yeah. and look at the origins. You know, a lot of people forget. I don't know. Have you guys seen uh, Out of the Shadows? No, I stopped no. watching it like 15 minutes and then him talking. You need to – it's it's actually really good. It's pretty good. But, it's um, so unbearable to watch. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> um, but they talk about uh, how, you know, in the, I think it was the 60s or 70s, you know, the word conspiracy theory was literally created by the CIA to, like, you know, sort of divert attention from, you know, that, that's like the name they gave people who were coming out against them. You know, oh, it's just conspiracy theorists. So, you know, it, let's put it like this. If the government ever says something's a conspiracy theory, then I think it's time to really, you know, look into that. Because, you know, for example, like, uh, it, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think in my opinion, it's just straight facts. The CIA, for example... Huge cocaine dealers, you know. But, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Let's the uh, the Iran Contra affair with Ronald yeah, Reagan. I mean, they oh, they helped deal cocaine to these cartels. Yeah, they'll literally to the you know to the deathbed they'll they'll deny that they'll say that's a conspiracy theory, you know, even though it's been pretty much proven. So it's like wait, wait, so didn't the CIA like actually come out and like openly apologize along with Jimmy Carter for helping Ronald Reagan sell cocaine to cartels? I don't even know. I know Clinton was involved too, though, and I think Jeb Bush. 
Oh, I haven't heard any of that. That's the first time I'm hearing about this. But it's the uh, the Iran Contra affair in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard of the Iran Contra affair. Um, yeah, I mean, I've also heard all the stories about um, and I thought this was just fact that um, I guess you could say rogue CIA CIA agents were running coke south of the border. Dude, they, I thought that was just I thought it was just given fact at this death state. It is, yeah, yeah. pretty much. In exchange for weapons to get rid of non-U.S. backed, uh, what's it called, political oh, yeah. officials? They did that too. Yeah, total. People always go, "How are these? Uh, how are these terrorists getting these guns?" Uh, one answer: CIA. We, I mean, like, I don't think that's another people don't understand. When you give the government power to just, you know, do all this these foreign affair deals, you know, no, no permission from anyone except themselves, right? We wonder why is why are so many people in armed conflicts across the world? It's because literally governments like ours are just, you know, oh, well, we're, we've been allies for a few months. Here's a uh, hundred Humvees, a couple tanks, and, you know, thousand full auto assault rifles. You know, look at ISIS. They're armed with our own weapons because we give away so much shit, you know? And then that's not even, like you said, talking about CIA things where they're going in and giving, like, arms to these small groups to, you know, help overthrow governments. That's a fact, too. CIA has yeah. been involved in setting up and taking down multiple Dictators, governments, world yeah, leaders. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, I'm they not sure. Continue. I'm not. I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but uh, I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was sometime this year. It wasn't a U.S. backed venture, but um, some U.S. Uh, retired special forces were working with. Um, uh, I can't remember. Oh, some ex Venezuelan uh, officials. Like, oh, to uh, overthrow Maduro. Uh, yeah, like an old. Yeah, uh, yeah, I heard about that. General yeah. and some other people. Um, obviously, they didn't have the materials that they need because they failed, and the Venezuelan government knew it. But the fact that the U.S. government was like, "Okay, yeah, like we're gonna offer such a big reward, and we expect people to go attempt to do this," and they were like, "Okay with it." Well, yeah, in the end, that, though, though, what what happened with that was. Uh, Basically, these these CIA agents had uh, conspired with, I believe it was several Venezuelan, um, it was either civilians or militias, one of the two, uh, to overthrow Maduro. And it was a uh, retired military official. Yeah, it was like yeah. a general and a bunch of uh, soldiers. Yeah, yeah. And, and when they were caught, um, the CIA basically said, you know, we have no involvement. Yeah, where where those retired military officials were claiming, oh well, the CIA was the ones that gave us the weapons who do to do this in the first place. So basically, covering their own track. Well, that's something the CIA loves to do too. Is what we had. We don't know what they're talking about. Like that's so, and people believe it too. That's the thing. And I hate people like so many boomers do this. Well, there's just some things that you know we shouldn't know that we don't need to know. All right, dude. Like, that's literally, like, that's the dumbest shit you can say. Like, yeah, give your blind trust to the government, the CIA. Like, known, known narcissistic fucking weirdo people running these organizations. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Because like you said, I mean, the CIA straight up just is arming all these people across the world. They're, we always yeah, wonder wars. I saw a, uh, a, uh, an article on the Al Jazeera um, a couple months ago. It was... Um, so Trump had done several, I believe it was two actually, um, arms deals with the Saudi Arabian oh. government. 
and mm-hmm. and uh, I believe one of them was in the one hundred billion dollar range, where you know, he would he would sell the Saudi Arabian government these weapons in exchange for you know the money and and you know there's at the end of the day I don't see anything wrong with that but what really comes into play is when you when you look at these Al Qaeda fighters and these ISIS militants and insurgents who are fighting and we kill them and we look at the weapons they have it literally says on the gun manufactured in the United States oh yeah dude and and there's there's a damn good chance that the weapons that we sold to Saudi Arabia on several occasions Saudi Arabia is using to arm these insurgents yeah, just all, all the wars in the Middle East is basically a proxy war between Saudi oh, Arabia and Iran. Well, and a quick thing, um, back in 2016, 2017, back when, like, ISIS was, like, you know, huge. Like, you, I don't know if you've seen their videos, but, like, they're literally, like, Hollywood movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the production quality is insane. Yeah. And I remember watching them and, like, they're, you know, whenever they, d- they do these car bombings and they literally have, and I remember seeing a news article about it because I was curious. I was like, where the fuck are they getting all these Humvees from? They, um, United States donated a couple thousand, uh, you know, all these uh, rockets, you know, uh, heavy machine guns, all that shit, and a bunch of Humvees to the Iraq military. And this big shipment happened to get left behind because... The Iraq military, no offense, most of them are a bunch of fucking pussies. So whenever they've got to get overrun, they just straight up dip. You know, they leave everything behind, they go. So ISIS took over this big base. They had so many Humvees, U.S. Humvees, that they were literally using them for car bombings. Like, imagine that, right? You have an armored Humvee, and you have so many that you're going to blow them up now because you just have so many that you can use. Like, that's crazy to think about, really. Like, well, yeah. they also, they're using a lot of them to, like, test out their weapons and stuff. I remember this was before ISIS. I think it was Al-Qaeda had a couple of Humvees, and this was before some of the more recent modifications. But, like, they figured out a way to exploit the Humvees and their IEDs and stuff and how to make them explode and where to, like, have yeah. them explode to do the most damage. And they were just, they t- stole the Humvees just to test their weapons, and it's either because again the other militaries either failed to keep them under their control or were given from the u.s to another country and then they gave them to those organizations Qaddafi's just good example of that uh lockheed martin right in right in georgia i went there one time on a tour they literally talk they have all these c-130s like in the corner of the factory and they're like, you know, these have been sitting here for 20 years. We built these for Qaddafi, but it was right around the time where we kind of cut ties with him. So someone that we, quote, the government, United States, quote, unquote, we hate Qaddafi, you know, before he died. We hate him. Well, a couple years ago, we were making fucking military planes for this dude. You know what I mean? We were literally, like, same with Saddam Hussein. He was a yeah. CIA asset. You know what I mean? So... The CIA acts like, oh, we, we hate Saddam. You know, he's got all these chem- – which is all bullshit. He's got these weapons of mass destruction. Well, even if he did, you're the ones that gave it to him. Yeah. And let's not forget a few years ago, you guys were all buddy-buddy with him. So it's like I – don't, I don't know. I'm trying to say, like, the CIA, all the United States government's one of the most untrustworthy, backstabbing systems set up in this, in this world. Like, we literally fund our enemies and then wonder what, how they're how, getting all these weapons. Well, we gave it to them. You know, like – you, we're mentioning Saddam Hussein a lot, and I, I think that we need to have an episode on the Iraq War 
That is I a good idea. I, I have a lot to say about the Iraq War. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that started a lot of this, what we're living in now, you know, this yeah. justification yeah. of invading the Middle East for literally nothing. We're, we're over there for all the time. Oh, no, no. Shit. It's for oil, though. It's, it's always for oil. It's for right. oil, but, like, you yeah. know, we come up with all these BS reasons, you know. Yeah. I actually wrote a paper um, probably last year for one of my history classes, uh, and it was titled Why We Fight. And part of the argument I was saying was the government claims that we're always fighting for freedom but most of the time that's not true and it's not just in our lifetimes in the past couple years when you talk about desert storm the iraq war um all that stuff you can look back to um the spanish-american war blaming the main on spain the u.s government has always kind of pushed false reasons to go fight Oh yeah. Right. Well, I mean, look at uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, Vietnam. Good example of that. Oh yeah. yeah. We've been in World War One. We shouldn't have been in. Oh yeah. All yeah. these, all these things. It's all about money, power, and like the flex of like, oh look, we're the U.S. And then we always wonder. People always go, why do? Why are we so hated? Hmm. Maybe because when you go to another country and have drones flying over all the time, just bombing the shit out of people. What do you expect? You know, we if you want to eliminate the enemy, stop making people fucking hate us. You know, I don't feel like a bunch of United States, you know, young men that are in the army and marines getting fucking wasted in some shithole country because, you know, we had to go start shit and then act like we're the fucking victim. That's another thing, too, that the United States loves to do. We're always the victim. Yeah. Yeah. Always yeah. the victim. Also, quick uh, disclaimer. I probably should have said this at the beginning of the video, but... uh. For those of y'all that don't know, I'm trying to be an officer in the Marine Corps, so my opinions do not reflect the opinions of the Marine Corps and the Department of the Navy as a whole. So uh, just make sure you know the difference between my opinions and what those you, uh, larger organizations think. You better pray to God that your future employers don't find this. <laughs> well, if they, if they do... um and you get kicked out, you can appeal that because they're treating you differently based on your political views. Yeah, no, they won't. As long as one of the things I've always been told from the beginning when talking about stuff like that, I just need to put that disclaimer out there. So as long as it's in here somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you should, if if any of us get... I mean, we haven't said anything that Well, we're not, we're not running out here saying, like... We're going to be violent or anything because obviously we all agree with the um, NAP. Uh, right. And yeah. we're all just trying to share our opinions. We're not trying to start something big. Like. Yeah, don't. This is all based around uh, political. This isn't all war. Yeah. So. The Middle East is a, is a fucking melting pot i th i think we uh we were the ones that started that melting pot to begin with. well you know it's funny because war has been going on there forever like uh you know turkey for example terrible fuck turkey by the way i don't know why we're allies with <laughs> fuck them turkey yeah. um all my you know, homies eat chicken instead that they've been <laughs> fucking shit up in the middle east since the beginning britain was over there fucking shit up like just every britain britain is Man, the reason goes... that we have the Palestinian-Israeli conflict today. Oh, yeah. If they oh, if yeah, they yeah. wouldn't have divided that fucking country, 
the Israelis and the Palestinians would have been just fine. They they had peacefully coexisted in Palestine for the last 800 years, broke bread with each other, celebrated each other's holidays, the Christians, Muslims, and Jews. It wasn't until the British split their land that the Palestinians invaded, say, hey, we want our land back, invaded twice, and then you have Israeli settlers coming in and kicking people off of their property, claiming, oh, well, we have religious ties to this land, and we have property ties to this land. No, you don't. You don't say, have if, property ties. Even if you, you don't, have religious ties, that doesn't mean shit, dude. Like, come on. I, yeah. That's, oh, God. I mean, that's what the Crusades were about, and see how those turned out. Shit. <laughs> right. I mean, but most of what's going on today, though, trace yeah. back, I would argue the main problem with it is the Ottomans. I wouldn't even say the yeah. British. Ottomans yeah. and British were, that's yeah. a good one to bring up. They started all this shit, genocide over there, you know. They, they just started the, you know, like, look at Africa, right? People go, well, first of all, like, you know, rip Africa, that whole fucking continent's fucked. Um, it, it's more fucked in the Middle East. Yeah, the UK did that. Let's not forget that. They went in yeah, there and yeah. shit, shit on that country. Hey, don't Look forget about, about the Belgian Congo. They kind of messed that place up, too. Don't forget about Rhodesia, either, okay? Yeah. I feel I like we should talk about... Uh, we should have a, another uh, episode based on the topic of Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of these topics... Risky. Just risky. Cause, you know. We're jamming a lot into this one episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's let's start heading back over towards more of like what this was originally focused about. Uh, if you guys don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm good for it. Uh, so originally we said that we were all coming from more Trump supporting conservative views originally, or yeah. Yeah. at least somewhat yeah. near there. How do you think this election will? change compared to the 2016. Well, well, Trump's going to win, and the boomers are going to praise him. Um, And like Devin said, at the end of the day, it is the lesser of two evils, but why should we be forced to vote for the lesser of two evils in general? Yeah, that's another problem with this, with the people of this country. Like, they cannot get it through their head that if enough people decide to say fuck the system we're gonna do what's right the right thing will eventually happen like i don't know why people need like you said we don't we shouldn't have to pick the lesser two evils you know trump yeah. trump and biden aren't gonna be the only ones on the ballot yeah you know no, you got cash. yep i mean I'm, i might not even vote to be honest because this is some bullshit but I'm i the registry came to like register a vote and i just said no i don't even sign me up i registered I mean, but I'm, i don't know what i'm gonna do I think everyone should vote because if we're not voting, we are the people that are advocating for that third party to come out of the shadows. And if the people that support that third party aren't even voting, then it's never going to happen. They're never the going to beat one of the other two. The only problem is, like, I like the Libertarian Party, kind of. Like, they're just so – they're so dumb sometimes. Like, they're so hard to back. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the most, yeah. like, unlikable people to be their front man. See, like, the, the uh, problem, what was the guy's name that was in the, the 2016? Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Terrible. Yeah. The, the problem it's with the party crazy. is that we are, we cover so many different fields, like the libertarian left and the libertarian right. It's still under the libertarian party. 
So you're getting. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to find one candidate to cover all of the fields. I feel and like it would, it would almost have to be like a centrist libertarian for everyone. That was their highlights the problem with government, though, I think. Like, yeah. like a, there's no – we shouldn't have to pick one because, like you said, libertarians such a broad field. It's not, it's impossible for us all to come together and pick one person. Yeah. So why do we need to do that in the first place? That's why, you know, like you said, minarchy or, you know, anarchy. That's really, the, I think, the only peaceful, viable option in this, you know, in the world right now. Because, like you said – why should we all have to pick, you know, something that we're not really that happy with? You yeah. know what I mean? Democracy always fucks over someone, and that doesn't make it okay. Democracy, yeah. by definition, is mob rule. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up. You know, I, 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 uh, I quite like what Socrates said about democracy in Plato's Republic. Uh, Socrates had said, um, Socrates put more of like a fascist view on democracy, which I don't agree with. But, but Socrates said, imagine you're on a boat you're on a ship and you're sailing somewhere, would you rather the unexperienced passengers drive that boat or would you rather an experienced captain drive that boat? And I don't agree with the fascist tone of it, but I can agree that democracy is not a good thing because democracy by definition is mob rule. It's if, if imagine you have five people that live in a country and someone comes out and says, Hey, we should all be able to, uh, break into this person's house and steal their things and everybody except for you votes yes congratulations you're getting your house broken yeah yeah i feel like get that 51 percent and uh i I would like to respond um i know i said earlier about uh being the lesser of two evils that that's what i believed at the time i i believe now with this election now there really is between the two major parties, there's really no lesser of two evils. Yeah. It's like, uh, it, you know, there was a meme I saw a while ago. I'm sure it circulated all over. It was, you know, do I want to vote for the party that wants to send a SWAT team to kick my door in and murder me? Or do I want to vote for the party that's going to praise the bravery of the SWAT team after they kick my door in and murder me? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to vote in this election. Um, I, do I see a third party winning? No, but I, I do see a third party candidate doing better than they did last year. Um, but I don't think the world is going to end regardless of who gets elected. If yeah. Joe Biden is elected, then it it won't be a big deal. It'll be another year, eight years, four years maybe of you know an Obama style president, which didn't kill anybody. And if Trump well, wins. It will be another four years of a Trump-style presidents, which which hasn't really killed anybody either. It's not ideal. Except for innocent civilians in the Middle East. They have both killed people. Let's not forget about Benghazi. They have killed people. Um, But as a whole of a country, uh, the media likes to hype it up. Like, if your candidate doesn't win, the world's going to end. For the majority of people... Not much is going to change. I'm still going to go to work. I'm still going to, you know, pay my bills and do my thing, no matter who is the puppet master. You know, I don't so. see any difference between Trump and Biden. They're no. they're literally just the the same people running for different parties. 
pretty much you yeah. should just live your life like the government isn't there. That's what I always think. You know, like, all right, well, this president got elected. Doesn't fuck me. I'm already doing whatever the fuck I want. I'm not yeah. Hungry. Yeah. I, I like to say you're as free as you allow yourself to be. Um, Are we going to do an outro? Uh, yeah, so it's going to be about that time. Uh, I think that this was actually really productive, and I see this going far, guys. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. No, great time. Yeah, so it seems like we have a couple of things to talk about next week or two weeks. Um, whenever we get our, yeah, whenever, whenever we get our schedule down. Uh, overall, I think it's been really cool. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys about some of our ideas and conflicts that have happened in the past and potential upcoming ones. So I'll see y'all later. Okay. Sounds good. Good talking to y'all.